the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and we made it to Friday. Yeah. Man, what another. Every week, though, man, so many things happening. Uh, so many things that, that it's impossible in just one hour to get it all out there to you. But uh, a lot of things happening in the world today. Unfortunately for us, not that many good things. Right? We, we've got inflation running wild. We, we got all kinds of uh, supply problems, you name it. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough, as, as, as you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a couple friends, not that many, but i got a couple. Uh, and I was able to sit in at a, uh, a buddy of mine owns a, a, a restaurant bar, and he had uh, the chef the bar manager and himself, and they were sitting down, and they uh, start with the, the chef. They had the menu, and the chef has this big, thick Sharpie, and he just starts going down the menu and blacking out. Cancel. And, and I... And and they were they were talking, and it and it was an issue uh, as an example of certain cuts of meat have gotten so expensive they can get it, but what they had to pay for it, they were like, okay, we're not going to be able to sell it for the retail that we need to charge to make it work, and the then the chefs just blacking stuff out. I mean, half a dozen items. Uh, they used to do uh, crab boils on, on Fridays. No. They, they tried to do a shrimp boil, right, because, you know, the shrimp wasn't that expensive. Yeah, and everyone was upset, so they, they nope, can't do that. Uh, the, the bar manager going through and saying, okay, listen, uh, Jack Daniels honey is unavailable in uh, in Certain whiskeys, hey, the the size that we normally carry at the bar is out. I'm going to have to buy the bigger one, or I'm going to have to buy the smaller one. I'm going to have to raise prices. I mean, it, it's absolutely insane, Jason. As I was watching all of this play out, and I'm asking questions, and, and I felt bad because I was all excited, you know, because I, I was telling them, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell everybody tomorrow. Uh, on the air, what's happening out there? But it, it's something where at least uh, it, it's either out of out of stock or it's available, but the price is so expensive that the restaurant doesn't feel like what they can sell it at the price they would have to charge. Or in other words, some of it they were just oh god, the customers would flip out, right? Now, what do you mean? It's that five dollars more than it's been for you know. Whatever, the last five years. Uh, pretty amazing stuff, Jason. 
Yeah, we have some people contacting my wife, uh, posting the, uh, the warnings about hoarding already starting over here, Joe. Uh, you, you can't go to the store and buy too much. You shouldn't be doing that right now. That's that's going to make things worse for everybody. You buy what you need and don't buy any more than, than you can use. Uh, don't don't, wanna, don't, don't buy more. I want to tell you, yeah, very – they're going to say that the hoarding's already happened. And the hoarding has happened with Walmart and Amazon and Kroger, right? They've bought it all. Uh, and, and, of course, I love the fact uh, that we, we, we pride ourselves in giving you the information ahead of time. Wall Street Journal today, Jason, big, big article. Hey, uh, Christmas time. Is going to be some retailers are going to have it and some retailers aren't. Right? And just kind of what we said, hey, the big guys bought it all up. The little guys are going to be left with nothing, Jason. Yeah, I think the the, the small and medium-sized franchises are going to feel a lot of heat this year, Joe, for sure. But it's something. We got a huge rally here in gold. Gold's up. Uh, over thirty bucks, uh, eighteen eleven silver. Get ready. We've been waiting on silver and waiting on silver. Uh, silver's up another almost seventy cents here, bumping up now on twenty five dollars, just just below twenty five dollars to the ounce. Uh, and and Jason and I were talking about availability. We're talking about products, and 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 really, we're just like the restaurants. Well, I can get that. But the price I've got to charge, yeah, I don't think, I don't think we should do it, right? Let's let's wait and see what happens. Unfortunately, uh, uh, prices here we're, we're we're kind of in this next leg of things. Uh, silver is already broken out. Silver crosses twenty five. Uh, I think we're going to see silver now, Jason, drift back up to that upper part of that you know that twenty seven to thirty dollar range. Uh, then, of course, once 30 falls, it could be a very quick trip uh, from 30 to 50. Yes. Gold, gold, 1830. I've been saying this for a long 1830 is the key number here. Uh, right now, gold's at 1811 to 18, 1810 to 1815 right now this morning. Goes above 1830. Very quick trip to 1900. If it goes through 1900, uh, you know, we could see a quick trip, Jason, back to all-time highs. That sounds about right, Joe. I mean, uh, we're, we're we're heading very quickly towards uh, November, and the end of the year is coming. And uh, it's just with the squeeze of the Christmas shopping season, and now we got flu season, so we all know that the, uh, the all the fake Corona news is going to come out and push that uh, emergency. Uh, prices go up when things like this happen, Joe. That's just what happens. Take the radio news hour. We'll be right back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, Jason Walker, and uh, you know, just talking about all these things about you know what's available, what isn't available, how much you have to charge for it. And, and yesterday we were closing the show. This Wednesday coming up is going to be a big day. Uh, if 
uh, crude inventory. We're watching crude supplies in Cushing, Oklahoma. Uh, they're at the second lowest level, pretty much in, in I'll, I'll say history, in recent, the last 30 years. The second lowest level. Remember, the last time it was at the lowest levels. That's when we saw that that spike. What was it? That was like 08 or 09. Uh, and remember, oil hit $150. So right now, where the inventory levels are at, what they expect, another 3 to 4, 5 million barrel drawdown in Cushing next week. Oil would be at a hundred dollars now. Right now, oil's right now about eighty three, eighty four, uh, and it's been fluctuating right there. Uh, I think Wednesday's going to be key if we if if they get the big drawdown, uh, that a bigger drawdown than expected. Uh, we could see ninety dollars uh, next week. Uh, we'll have to keep in mind right now the way it was. I want to say I think it was J P Morgan. I, one of the big banks was was saying the way the inventories are looking and crude oil production, and because of, of all this green energy stuff, Jason, they don't anticipate a bunch of oil coming back online. You know, at, at $85, you'd think all these oil guys are out there. The problem is the big banks don't want to lend money because they don't want the, the activist, if you will, freaking out and all of these like Exxon and all these other big uh, BP and all the, they all put these extreme activists on their boards and, and now even banks are trying to be politically correct and not wanting to lend money uh, which means they don't anticipate uh, more supply coming online Jason. Well and, and like you've said uh, before the, uh, the COVID last year uh, kind of upset supply lines anyways because of the shutdowns all over the world uh, too much production was a, kind of a little bit of a problem, a glut, and and who knows if they've really even corrected those problems. And now here we got all this 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 inflation, this rush to buy everything. Even if they are producing more, Joe, it might take a while before they actually can catch up. Yeah, and then you think about like the pipeline. Remember the pipeline that that Biden killed, and all of these other things. I think where uh, the Unfortunately, the far left is, has no concept of reality and how things work. And again, this is going to affect energy bills, power bills, all of these other things. Uh, nickel now, uh, the latest. It seems like it's a daily thing now. Every day I bring you another product. Uh, nickel contracts uh, in London jumped over 5% to now almost 21,000 per metric ton uh, right at uh, the highest nickel prices have been in almost 10 years, uh, and they're talking the same problem. Hey, inventory levels are low, demand is high, there's not enough uh, production. They're saying that they anticipate nickel prices to not drop below 18000 a ton for the rest of the year. Uh, but nickel's still got a little ways to go. Uh, before it gets to its all-time high. But, uh, again, one more bad inventory report away, and, and then you've got a problem. Yesterday we were talking about how Jim Cramer uh, was saying Procter & Gamble can't raise prices fast enough. Unilever, 
course. Now, Unilever, let me tell you, for those of you who don't know, that's Colgate toothpaste, uh, Helms mayonnaise, Dove soap, Breyers ice cream, you know, all these all these name brands. You know, people don't realize between Unilever and Procter and & Gamble, the, the, a lot of your drug and grocery store items are just those two companies. They're all these different brands. It looks like you've got a lot of variety, but you really don't. It's just a couple of companies. They just raised prices in the third quarter at the fastest pace in their history. Across the board, and this is just one quarter, they raised prices over 4% in the quarter, and Unilever says that they don't view uh, future peak inflation will not hit until well in to 2022. So in other words, saying, hey, by the way, uh, we're not done raising prices because prices, in our estimation, aren't done going up until well into 2022, Jason. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Uh, I'll just add this, too. Joe's giving you about a thousand reasons why you should be buying coal today. I'll just add on to it. We've, we've been watching Evergrande all this time, and they officially yeah. are in default later today and tomorrow. Uh, all these metal prices and other prices of things starting to push upwards uh, really it smells a lot like a, a, a maybe an 800, 900-point Dow going down day on Monday. Well, let me tell you. So I got an update for you here, Jason. This the this this just happened uh, late last night, early this morning. Evergrande is going to make this payment that was due tomorrow. They're going to make it. Apparently, they say they're going to make it today. Uh, I don't know if if that's the Chinese government stepping in. I don't have a lot of details, but. At least they're saying they're going to make the payment. Now, they need a little more, actually, Joe. Joe, I don't know. They need a little more time to sell some assets before the weekend. That's what. That's what I think. I think they don't make the right. payment, and then this weekend, uh, by the time everybody comes back to work on Monday, and, and think there are could be in cataclysm of situations. You know, if Evergrande defaults over the weekend, it was just say they lied. They're lying, Joe. What what could happen Monday? You know, gold. You know, you can see your nineteen hundred gold on Monday. You know, you can see or you can see silver at twenty seven on Monday. It could just keep on just launching upward. Yeah, and Evergrande, I've been watching that one. And for those of you that who Evergrande, who's Evergrande? It's the second largest property developer in China. And Jason gave you great information. The Chinese property market. Right, we talk about our property market, right? We you know zero percent Fed's funds rates. Being able to get a 30-year loan at 3% has driven all of our property prices to all-time record highs and now has set it up to where it's pretty much unaffordable uh, for, for the vast majority of Americans out there. But the size of our property market pales in comparison to what the Chinese have going on. And the difference is... You know, the Chinese, a lot of that property market is in dollar bonds. So this is something where uh, it would have severe adverse effects throughout uh, the financial industry. And I got to believe that Jay Powell was probably working overtime and J.B. Diamond and all these other guys calling their Chinese counterparts saying, dude, you have got to save these guys. Right, you know, makes you uh, Joe. It makes you wonder these dark pools. It makes you wonder if because uh, China says, "Well, we're not going to bail them out." 
makes me wonder if uh, they're looking over at the feds like, do you want to bail them out? How much are you going to suffer? I mean, that's what I want. I wonder if the feds are going to bail out the Chinese housing market. I, want, I wonder if that's actually possible or if that's something we wouldn't uh, even get to, uh, to listen or hear. I, I don't think we'll get privy to it, but it's absolutely possible because it, uh, they can at least uh, buy the dollar bonds uh, that, that are out there. Uh, I don't know the legalities of it, but it's the Fed. We don't, they don't care about rules. I right. mean, just think about, oh, after we caught all of them essentially insider trading, you know, like, oh, well, you know what, starting now, yeah, we're not going to allow our members to do that anymore. Can you imagine a headline, like, you know, can you imagine a headline Joe, that says the, the Fed bails out the Chinese housing market? Can you, can you imagine what, how uh, upset Americans would actually get at that? <laughs> there was a, and, you know, we auction off all of these bonds every, every day. There was a $24 billion 20-year auction that uh, went the other day. It had the largest tail in the history of the Treasury Department. And and what that means for, for all of us, what does that mean? That means where the 20-year the Treasury market was set that they got so few bids that they had to keep accepting higher and higher bids. And and so the spread, if you will, and let's just say that a 20-year note was yielding, I don't know, 1.4%. Let's just say that as an example. Well, we got to sell $24 billion. Well, maybe they only got $2 billion that were willing to sell at 1.4%. And somebody else said, "Well, I'll take two billion at one four one, and then one four two, and one four six, and one four seven, and one five zero. By the time they finally sold it all, the 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 guy that bought the the at the lowest yield, and the guy that finished it out at the highest yield. That's called the tail. It was the longest." tail in the history of U.S. Treasury auctions. And just so you know, tails aren't a good thing. That just means, once again, we've been talking a lot about this. Where's the demand for these treasuries going to come from? Who in the right mind wants to lock in a 20-year note at 1.4%? Right? I mean, we, we say it all the time. Who's going to buy it? And now, allegedly, the central bank is going to be decreasing the amount that they're buying. Uh, we, we, these treasury auctions, they're going to get very, very interesting. I, I think we're going to hear a lot of this in 2022. All-time record worst. Whether it be tails, all-time record worst in bid to cover, all-time record worst in foreign demand, all-time record worst in... in, uh, in uh, in uh, we'll call it local demand, uh, direct bidders, right, or indirect bidders. Jason, I think we're going to hear that a lot. Maybe tapering will end up being uh, 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 slowing down on how fast they're going to be buying stuff. <laughs> we're just going to buy more, but we're going to buy more at a slower speed. We're going to taper that. <laughs> Could be. Listen. Just change the word, Joe. Just back. change the meaning. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Why not? When we get back, when we get back. We got a great special, and 
And it's a, a, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, some cool stuff. Then we're going to talk about Venezuela for, for a little bit. And we haven't talked about them a lot, but this is what happens when you're dealing in a currency that nobody has faith in anymore. Uh, people adjust, and they adjust quickly. Society adjusts quickly. So when we come back, the new way to pay for things in Venezuela, it's not Bitcoin. Hate to tell you that, right? It's not Ethereum, right? It, and it, it's not U.S. dollars, right? As Jason was telling you, the U.S. dollar is starting to have trouble in a lot of these foreign places. Now, don't get me wrong. People will still want them, but even in dollar prices, things are skyrocketing. But flakes of gold is now the preferred method of payment in a lot of uh, the country in Venezuela today, Jason. They have uh, a large gold uh, deposits in that country that have not been uh, scooped up by the uh, the powers that be. You know, the, the problem that Venezuela has is they don't have a central bank that plays in in the cartel, and that's why Venezuela is hated by the world is because, well, they, their central bank doesn't like to play with ours, and they have a lot of gold. They have a lot of oil there. I mean, huge amounts of oil. It, it, it compares with uh, the Middle East, and they have a lot of really good lumber, and uh, if you want to know why uh, the, the bankers and the elitists of the world want to get into Venezuela and control that country, there's a lot of stuff down there, Joe, that uh, the world really wants. These, these bankers want to steal... Picture Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I've got uh, a couple of different items. I've got a handful of those Mint State sixty three. Those 63 Saints still available. Now today with the move in gold, it's the same price as the ungraded 20s we normally sell. So 2150 I haven't changed the price at all. I've got a handful of those. The 64s are gone. i got a few of those 63s. I mean, now it's, it's such a no-brainer. Uh, it's really hard to quantify. Then I've got five. This is a set uh, the, the, in the in the Buffaloes. Uh, for those of you uh, that don't know, the United States Mint in 2006 introduced the gold buffalo, and the gold buffalo is a a pure gold coin. It's what we call four nine fine uh, jewelry, uh, twenty four carat. Uh, if you ever bought your wife 24 karat jewelry, uh, she was probably not happy with you. Uh, because as all the ladies out there know, uh, 24 karat jewelry, not good. It's way too soft. Uh, it it uh, is e easily breaks. It's easily scratched. Uh, but they, they came out with this pure gold coin. It's super cool. They got the, the Indian on the front, the buffalo on the back. Uh, but you can't even stack these coins on top of each other because that's how soft pure gold is. But these are graded. 
So this is the first year of issuance, 2006. I've got, and it's a set. You get two coins. You're going to get one that one MS70, one MS69. Both are NGC grade, and both are first strikes. So now, uh, first strikes, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot, but it, does, it, it, it adds value. There's, you know, it's not a ton, but it uh, does add some. Let me let me uh, add to that, Joe. The first strikes means these dies that are hitting these coins at the beginning of, of the minting process, these dies are in pristine shape. And as you keep hitting coins, keep hitting coins, the detail in the coins tends to suffer at the end of that die's life because they have to keep loading new dies uh, on, on the early part of, of striking these coins. So, so uh, first strikes means... You're getting the sharpest uh, and, and the cleanest look. The best on the of coin. the best. That's yep. correct. The best of the best. Now, just one of these coins. Take the MS70. Uh, on TV today, somewhere between forty-five hundred and five thousand dollars for one. We've got them both together. We ran some MS70 uh, Buffaloes. I think there were two thousand nines a couple of weeks ago. But these are the first year of issuance. Both coins. You're going to get the MS-70 and the MS-69. First strike Buffaloes. Both coins together for $4,400. So you're going to get double the amount of gold that you would on the TV. Now, of course, TV, that, that's just how. Never, ever. <laughs> I, I, obviously, I, we always want you to buy gold from us. Right? We appreciate that. We try really hard to earn that. Never buy it from the TV because it just you're going to pay a huge, huge premium. So here uh, we only got five sets. So you've got a couple of choices. We've we've got what's left of the sixty-three cents at twenty-one fifty. We've got five sets of these buffaloes, which is kind of cool. Think about it. it's the very first year, first strikes, really cool uh, at forty-four hundred dollars. And then yesterday, we were running those AU $5 Liberties, and we sold a bunch of them. We had a couple of hundred. Uh, There's still uh, well over 100 of those left. And guess what, Jason? The price is going to be the same on that today as well. So AU 5 Libs at $600. Uh, we got a handful of 63 Saints at $2150. And then the five sets of those Buffaloes at $4,400. I know that's a lot. But believe me, you can't go – whatever one you pick, maybe you want one of every one, you can't go wrong at those prices, 800-951-0592. And, uh, Jason, when we think about where all of this is heading, you know, Venezuela is such a great example uh, where, like you said, hey, they didn't want to play with us, right? They didn't want to be part – of being owned by the bankers, and so we deliberately, you know, destroyed their economy. You know, for us, unfortunately, our central bankers are deliberately destroying our our economy, and they're acting like they're trying to help us. But now that the dust is settled, and this is how I think it works at pretty much everywhere, in barber shops, in restaurants, in hotels. You'll find prices displayed in grams of gold. A one-night stay at a hotel, half a gram. Lunch for two at the Chinese restaurant, 
quarter of a gram. A haircut, an eighth of a gram. And, and they in Venezuela now they've got this where people they have their gold, and they've got little little machines now that just carves off a little a little flake, and they know that an eighth of a gram now is three small flakes. Uh, they're saying the the equivalent of five dollars, and they're, they're and now this is they say you pay you can pay for everything with gold now in Venezuela, and, and I just find it uh, really interesting as they're talking about how quickly that, that all of the, you know, just like here, we were talking about my buddies that own that restaurant, how quickly they, they adapt, Jason. You have to, and uh, the sanctions that have gone on for decades now, uh, ever since 9-11, they've been uh, putting sanctions on Venezuela. In fact, after 9-11, one of the goals was actually to invade Venezuela, but they didn't. They, they couldn't sell the public. Or it was hard enough to get, get them in Iraq, uh, Joe. So, so what it is is uh, President Bush put sanctions on on Venezuela, and then President Obama put more sanctions on Venezuela. Then President Trump put more sanctions on Venezuela. They can't do business in and out of the country, and so, so you have inflation. You know, Joe, Joe, who can really exist? caught inside their own home and they can't go out of their home and they can't have anything coming in their home how long are you going to survive stuck in your home and not be able to do business outside your property and that's what venezuela is dealing with uh whether it's their fault or not whether you like them or don't like them and uh gold which they have gold i mean i to me joe this is a, this is a perfect situation for silver but they don't have silver mines they have a lot of gold mines so this is the way they're going to go you're exactly right they're 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 adapting they're adapting they're, they're absolutely adapting, and, and it's interesting because I said the other day, why don't we let everything compete? And that's actually what's happening. If you go down to, like, Venezuela, you go down uh, to Brazil, uh, Peru, wherever it may be, uh, and, and people think, hey, I'll take euros, or I'll, I'll, I'll take reals, I'll take dollars, I'll take gold, I'll take silver, right? They adapt. Take the Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. It's the last day for the sixty-three Saints. They're about toast here. Two thousand one hundred and fifty bucks, and you know, gold's moved like fifty bucks since we started this deal. Uh, and we're just keeping the price because when we lock in on a deal, you guys get the deal. Uh, I think the coolest thing we're offering today, without a doubt, is that Buffalo set. And let me let me jump on that one, Joe. The uh, in 2006 when these were sold, and I'm, I'm just gonna I don't know what the exact price was on gold. Let's just say gold was at a thousand dollars an ounce. They were probably selling these on TV for like over two thousand, or let's just say two thousand, just for the easy numbers. A thousand spot gold and two thousand on these these first strike brand new coins. And uh, here we are. I mean, what always happens with these modern gold coins, Joe, is, is they end up inherently going back to their gold value. And uh, so basically what we're offering you here, we are in two, uh, 2021, you know, 15 years later, somebody else's mistake is your gain. That's, that's how you – That's when we, we sell these modern graded coins, somebody else's mistake to buy in on those in 2006 is going to be your gain because it's hard to make that money back, Joe, on those – 
You know, it's not a collectible. It's it's gold. I'm sorry, but when they mint you know millions of these these gold uh, buffalo coins, there's not a whole lot of numismatic value to it. Even though it's nice to have it graded, it's nice to have it in perfect condition. But uh, somebody else and made it's a mistake. Nice to have a first strike, right? Yeah. You know, you need all of those factors, and uh, uh, and again, why we really don't sell a lot of these. But uh, in this case, uh, having all three of those, uh, you know, those, those factors, like Jason said, it, it's uh, they're graded. Yep, they're MS seventy and MS sixty nine. MS seventy means it's absolutely perfect. MS sixty nine, right next to perfect, and Hey, they're also first strikes, and and, and you got to have all of those uh, to get that any type of value on there, and that's kind of what why uh, why uh, these coins, at least today at this price, the absolute steal, great great price, because you're really buying gold content here, and not a whole lot. So you're you're playing uh, just a small fraction for the fact uh, that it's encapsulated, a small fraction for the fact that their first strikes, a small fraction for the fact that they're MS-70 and MS-69. And that, that and that's what makes them such a great deal. And then, of course, we've got the AU-5s uh, again at uh, yesterday's price, which was 600 bucks with a big move uh, in gold today, 800 Zero five nine two. And, and Joe, one one last thing: the those those uh, MS sixty three and MS sixty four St. Gaudens that those people were buying this week. Congratulations on that one. That is, I mean, look what look how well they did this week, and the fact that the price on those was so astoundingly good. So whatever's left on those MS sixty threes, the country, there's no doubt about. Yeah, it. you got to no get those, whatever's left of those MS sixty threes. You're you're it, you're just you're just we're handing you money basically is what's happened this the last couple of days, Joe. Well, we're trying. Listen, I'm trying, and Jason's trying uh, the the inflation thing. Now, why is gold starting to run all of a sudden? Of course, we're getting closer to whether they're going to actually taper or not. But here's the reality. The reality is, for well over a year, they wanted to believe Jay Powell and the central bank that inflation really wasn't going to happen. And if it was... It was just going to be brief, and it wasn't going to be that bad. Now today, fast forward to today, they're like, oh, my gosh, did you see the beige book? Did you just hear what Procter & Gamble said? Wait a minute. Did you just hear what Unilever said? And all of a sudden now, everybody is like, "Uh uh-oh. Man. Maybe... Uh, the, all the economic textbooks were right. We, we 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 may be staring down at at a huge inflationary problem, and then of course you start now you start throwing on uh, crude oil on top of it, and now you're just seeing gold starting to rally because truly at the end you know they always like oh no gold's not acting the way it should it, it it's not being a good inflationary hedge. That's absolutely the exact opposite. What they were trying to, to pretend was there wasn't going to be inflation. And if there was, it wasn't going to be that bad. And it was going to go away really quickly. And now they're starting to hear from the biggest players in the world. And they're saying, hey, we raised prices and we lost money. 
We raise prices more than we've raised prices in decades. And it wasn't fast enough. We're telling you right now, this supply problem they keep saying is going away, it's not going away. This is going to be here all of next year. We're going to have skyrocketing prices everywhere. And, and now all of a sudden, Jason, you're starting to see gold react because they're like, we got to start getting prepared. Where do we need to go? What do we need to buy? And people are saying, you know what, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin's nice. It's a great story. And, and stocks, stocks are probably, this is it. Wherever they peak out, this is probably the top for them. And we're starting to see them head into the gold markets. If I was at a Fed meeting, Joe, my question would be, can you define what transitory means? How many days is that? Can we we know what that means? (laughs) You know, it would have been great if we could have got that answer nine months ago. Yeah, it would have been great. Right? (laughs) Got to ask the right questions, people. And, and of course, they they screen these people. There's no way a question like that's going to get out there. They're not going to allow that. Speaking of this, I want to throw this out there. Because Jay Powell used this example in Jackson Hole to why they were right. He brought up used car prices. I told you, Banheim uh, told said used car prices hit a record a month ago. They just came out with their new number, up another 8.3% for the first 15 days of October compared to September. Used car prices hitting a new all-time record high price. Get ready to hear that a lot more as well. Take the Radio News Hour, final segment, coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. really quickly. MS-63 Saints, whatever is left here, 2,150. Uh, our Buffalo sets, and we only had five of those to begin with. You get an MS-70 and an MS-69, NGC-graded, first year of issuance, first strikes, the set, $4,400. Uh, then for those of you on the, hey, I don't have that kind, uh, AU $5 libs at $600 at 800 I just want to read you. This was the Beige Book. For those of you that know the Beige Book, this is every one of the central banks, you know, Boston, New York, Philly, Cleveland, Richmond, blah, blah, blah. They all tell the Fed, hey, this is what's happening in my area. Boston, retailers and manufacturers uh, saying steep price increases amid ongoing supply disruptions. New York, growth has slowed. Businesses reported widespread escalation in both input and and selling costs. Philadelphia, uh, uncertainty has constrained growth. Businesses worried about ongoing labor uh, shortages and supply shortages, rising prices. Cleveland, they're worried about labor prices, higher non-labor input costs, putting further upward pressure on selling prices. Richmond, Prices remain elevated compared to a year ago levels. Atlanta, non-labor costs continue to stay elevated. Chicago, overall prices rose strongly. St. Louis, 
Prices continue to rise, increase cost to consumers. I mean, are, are you getting the example? Are you starting to understand? And here's the problem. The bad wave hasn't hit yet, Jason. And the one thing that isn't going to go up in value is that cash in your savings account. That That's going down. <laughs> there's, a, there's the one thing that's not going up, Joe. That, that cash sitting around getting uh, burned up. Well, and again, the cash sitting around is just losing value. I mean, think about this. Uh, now with used car prices, the, the, another huge increase here. The Fed, uh, would, remember, they were really blaming inflation this summer on used car prices. And then, of course, they it went down for a couple of months, and now the Fed's got to catch back up again. I expect the hottest inflation print yet coming at the next uh, next month, Jason. I I, uh, I agree. I think you're exactly right. That's this is this is this is what's happening. You know, transitory. Transitory has some some other meaning that uh, we have yet to uh, define. I don't know what that means now, right? You brought up a great. What does that mean? When when does transitory end? Because I know the word transportation means you're going somewhere else. Well, where's it going? Where's where are we transitorying to? <laughs> Listen, where I think we're headed, I don't want to get on that bus. Yeah, me neither. I'll, uh, I'll miss I, I, that. One. I don't want no. I'll be like JP. Mor- I'll be JP Morgan. I'll, I'll not. I'll not make that trip on the Titanic. Listen, it's just the perfect storm. Of we we created way too much money. We shut down the whole world, so inventories are already low, and then we handed out all that money, so people started consuming, even though they shouldn't have been. Right, because economic growth, you know, things were shut down, and all of a sudden now we've got supply problems, right? We've got inflation problems. Now, now you, you you factor into all of that. All of a sudden now we we've got an economy that's starting to slow back down again. It's the perfect storm. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jason and I are coming right back. The half empty cup of Joe. We got Glenn Tate back, so it's going to be a great show. Don't touch that dial. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.